Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, also the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, turn the notifications on. You get all of the information on the other teams in south florida as well also check out five we do not have a paywall there and the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network including our friend mark brown based in north lauderdale what can mark do for you we can do plenty for you one thing is estate planning if you have a family you need to get an estate plan you never know if something's going to happen to you and then what is going to happen to all the money that you've earned your whole life you want the state getting it you want some relative that you don't like getting it no reach out to mark he'll go through all the forms with you makes it real easy for you it's not expensive It is something that every single person every adult should have also he's a real estate attorney he's got a title company right there in house he can help you with your closing you got a bankruptcy situation and help you with that as well mark great guy and a big miami sports fan reach out to him at markbrownpa.com again that's m-a-r-c brown pa.com and now today's episode down the biscuit. Yay. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick at the Five Reasons Sports. i got Greg Sylvander. Follow me at Greg Sylvander. You've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket and Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk. 305. We are on the eve of free agency. We're a little less than 24 hours away. So what we're going to do today, because we put out about six episodes in the past four days, is we're going to try to distill everything, give you sort of a synopsis of where things stand, and then we will get to some of the news of the day, which includes the thing that almost got me not to show up tonight, which is a report related to James Harden. So we will get to that as we go forward, as we go to our spy report. But I want to start here Let's go through some items here as they relate to the Miami Heat before we get to some other league stuff and, again, the Harden uh, stuff. First, uh, the Miami Heat decided not to tender Omar Yurtseman, a center who they had put some stock into a couple years ago. Obviously, played very well in summer league that year, but then this year came back, uh, went to training camp, kind of talked big about how he's going to start, play next to Bam, he even started the first preseason game. People forget that, but then he got injured 
fell out of favor, uh, came back, never really regained uh, any of his minutes. He, you know, one of those guys that he fans called for, and then he'd rack up six rebounds in the last three minutes, and everybody would think that he should play. But I don't think Eric Spolster was ever really comfortable with him defensively, uh, particularly just sort of spatial issues, just sort of understanding where to be at the right time. And so we didn't think, and Greg and I have been reporting for a while, we didn't think that Omer was going to be tendered, and today he officially was not tendered. So he will not be back with the Miami Heat, I do not believe. I don't think he's in the plans. Um, and he he's expressed an interest to get an opportunity elsewhere, and, and hopefully for him he gets it. So let's move on from that. Uh, number two, Max Struess is wanted around the league. Um, reports that Indiana may give him as much as $16 million per year. Also, a lot of interest from Cleveland, it appears. Uh, and Orlando has been a team that's been mentioned. So there's a robust market for Max Struess, I think, and we've kind of said this repeatedly here on Five on the Floor, that the Heat are going to say, you're a great success story, you're a great guy here, but we just don't have that kind of money right now as we're looking at, uh, at, at the, the tax situation, and, and I just think that's where this thing is headed uh, at this stage. Maybe if Duncan Robinson wasn't under contract at a similar number, they might be able to pay Max that. But until something is resolved with Duncan, and right now we don't know if it is going to be, it looks like Max is going to probably take an opportunity to go elsewhere. And we sense that from his exit interview that he did with media. Gabe Vincent, uh, seems to be some interest for him out there as well. One team that was mentioned as a possibility is Toronto if they let Van Vliet go. Of course, there is a connection here. Gabe started on the Nigerian national team. We know that Masai takes a great interest in African basketball. Um, and there are several players actually on the Toronto Raptors who've kind of come through that pipeline, uh, including uh, Precious, uh, who's up there right now, and others. And so that might be a threat to get Gabe. We don't really know what the Heat are going to offer Gabe. Um, I don't know that it's going to be in the $15, 16000000 million range, but I also don't know that, say, the three years for 30 that we talked about is going to be enough to keep him. So it may come in somewhere in between. Uh, those are the heat things as we know it. The only thing that happened with Dame Lillard today was he tweeted something about how he's dealt with the storms so he can handle the raindrops, and that got everybody freaked out about what he's talking about. It was storming in Miami today, so I don't know what that means. Um, but beyond that, that that's really it as far as old business, correct, Greg? I mean, was there anything else today of significance? No, as far as old business, you're right. But we got some new business to talk about. Well, I don't. I think I'm just going to stall during this entire episode before we get there. I, before before we do though, let let's put a postscript at least on the Struess thing here. Yep. And then kind of look at Vincent. Um, Alex, are are you? We 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 always thought it would be one or the other. I think with their financial situation, and it seemed like a lean towards Gabe. But are you preparing yourself for them not keeping either at this point? I mean- Brady has has talked about this before as the running back worst situation. Uh, this except you know he mentioned that last summer, but this would be like running back to worst two point because it's just <laughs> you mean I mean like you lose two guys who are starters for you for two straight deep playoff runs. You know, kind of with the thinking that they're replaceable because of what you've done with undrafted so many undrafted guys in the past. And there's some very it feels like um, Patriots type thinking. That you heard that type of stuff a lot, uh, you know, when the Patriots were doing their thing, and it's like, oh yeah, they'll just replace a guy and find somebody else. And I think that type of logic is being used here. I personally am not a fan of that situation, that scenario. I think, you know, when you're in the business of trying to win, you keep your good players and then try to trade them later. But the problem is because of the rest of their, um, you know, the the rest of their cap situation has put them in this 
you know, predicament where you have to let two guys who are valuable for you in two straight playoffs and show that they are big game players, not afraid of the moment. Everybody wants to point to Max missing up a ton of threes in the, in the finals. He had a good playoff run otherwise, and I think that stuff gets deleted, you know, from everybody's memory a little bit. I, I get why you don't want to pay both of them if you're Mickey Harrison, but I think as fans, it's it's weird to root for them to kind of walk away. And I'm not trying to judge everybody. I'm just saying, like, I, I'd rather keep the guys who were good for you. And you know, it's just I think a, a it's a kind of a a cause and effect thing. The effect of their their past moves have led them now to this there's a bit of a pivot here if they do let both guys go though because uh historically they've kept these guys uh they i mean going all the way back to sort of mickey coming over the top to match the tyler johnson offer to you know them uh offering Whiteside the max at 1201 uh, when there was competition i mean look the results have not been good okay no question and then duncan That's right so so i think that some people are going to say well okay they learned their lessons here uh which is positive but i also think what alex is saying is true that if you didn't make other mistakes then you might be in better position to keep at least one or two of these guys who have proven valuable in the playoffs and that that's the thing to me even though max failed in the finals in three of the five games specifically they don't make the playoffs unless he has that play-in game and then last year, he was critical as a starter. And Gabe's record as a starter is basically 75% or pretty close. What was before the, before the finals? So that's my thing is, yeah, it's a pivot and it's a healthy pivot in some ways. But also, and then, then we will, after the break, we will get to the hard and stuff, I promise. But also, Brady, like, here's the thing about this. Gabe Vincent and Max Struess were not like half-year projects or one-year projects. They were multi-year projects for this mm-hmm. organization, right? Like Gabe was a whole thing. And we're not saying Gabe's gone yet. But I'm just saying, like, Gabe yeah. was a whole transition from playing one position to moving the point guard. The organization put a lot of work into that. And so, and Max, as you mentioned, they spent a whole summer league, two summer leagues ago, putting the ball in his hands the whole time to get him ready for, for the roles that he would ultimately grow into. It's not like we just say, okay, we, I know we did a summer league episode. It's not like you say, poof, I don't know who that guy is. Like, Jamal, Kane, I mean, Jamal Kane or Orlando Robinson are the only ones who have a full year in the program mm-hmm. and I, and Haywood Highsmith, I guess. Right. Um, but I don't know that any of them, even Haywood are ready to assume the kind of roles, minute roles that, that Gabe and Max were taking up with this team. It's not like they have somebody at the ready. Yeah. And they're completely different players. So it's not right. even like you could go one for one and six, somebody in, but I'm glad you went there because I was actually thinking the exact same thing. And it's not even the, it's funny because we always talk about, the undrafted thing over drafted players. But the reason it's not even about the undrafted or drafted. It's the amount of time that they have to develop a guy. Like they, they threw Nikola Jovic in, in summer league and then look what happens. He doesn't play when you have a guy like Gabe Vincent, who's sitting on the bench during the bubble. And then he's sitting behind all these different guys. And then he, Kyle comes in, he's learning from Kyle. And all of a sudden you see him in this role, Max, same thing. It takes a process to develop these guys. And all of a sudden they get put in these big roles down the line. I just don't like the thought process that it's like, you lose Gabe and Max, it's like, okay, well, I can uh, just throw another undrafted guy, plug him right in, and it's going to be similar. Like, no, it's still – yeah, they're good at developing. They're not good at just throwing guys in the mix and then just seeing what happens. We've seen that with two-way guys in the past. There's been certain guys that just haven't looked at that level. So that's kind of problematic in that way of thinking. Uh, but, look, they'll have to kind of figure it out on the fly. I know we've been talking about a lot of minimum type of guys that they're going to have to try to plug in. I guess if it gets to that point, that would probably be needed as well as the undrafted talent. But, yeah, the – it's a weird scenario to your point because of that that very reason. It's like you have a point guard that's been running stuff. You have a set shooter. And then these Jamal Keynes and Orlando Robinsons are not in the positions to kind of work in their way in. So it's uh, 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, and you asked Alex before about trying to wrap his head around kind of losing both. It's funny because I remember everybody used to be freaking out before the offseason was like that they were going to re-sign both. And then it got to that they're going to re-sign one. And now we're talking about them re-signing neither. So quite the development. Yeah. And and uh, look, I, I would say Max at this point in return, I would call it 20% maybe at the most. I still think Gabe's a 50-50 proposition, uh, but we'll have to see how other things play out. All right. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard So better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. Harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We are going to go now. Afterwards, we're going to do what I really didn't want to do today. I'm not going to delay it any longer because we actually have a playback tonight that we're going to get to. But for now, our spy report. Now it's time for the spy report here on Five on the Floor, sponsored by Closure Investigative Agency, your trusted private investigative company. Experienced professionals with over 25 years of private investigations experience. Their headquarters right here in South Florida in West Palm Beach, but they proudly provide their investigative services nationwide. Their team is so good, so dedicated, so thorough, so professional, so aggressive that other private investigators use them to help solve their own cases. They got a proven track record of going above and beyond. And again, they're a full-service nationwide private investigative firm. That means they can handle all kinds of different cases, experts in the field of workers' compensation, insurance fraud, backgrounds and due diligence, infidelity, locates, missing persons, asset searches, surveillance, interview statements, and service of process. You can reach out to them at 844-403-2550. That's 844-403-2550. Or check them out on the web at ciagency.net. That's just one A in there, ciagency.net. And now, the spy report. All right, this is not what I wanted to spy for today. But here, there's a report from Shams on The Athletic that the Heat would be one of the teams who would be interested in potentially trading for James Harden. Uh, James Harden uh, chose to opt into his contract, and now the Philadelphia 76ers are seeking a trade for him. 
This is now, I guess, the third time in two and a half years that James Harden has requested a trade or been part of a process to trade him, um, which is actually probably more baskets than he scored in the fourth quarter of deciding games over the course of his career. Uh, So let's just get to to this concept here. Um, A, Greg, do you think there's actual interest from the heat, because look, there was interest a couple of years ago. I mean, the, the reports that came out, we had to debunk because a lot of them were wrong. And, you know, the idea that they wouldn't include Hero for Harden and all that kind of stupidity that made it out there, these these fables on Twitter. Um, but, I, I mean, they were interested. Like, it's not like they, they've never shown interest in James Harden. He did lead the league in assists last year, too. I'm trying to look at some of the positives here. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, no, Um so here's there's a couple things here. One, there's been pretty strong indications that this move was made by James Harden to opt into that deal to facilitate a trade directly to the Los Angeles Clippers. So I think that's where we should start. Um, as the day progressed and that news broke, you had Woj saying Clippers, and he threw the Knicks in there which then Bobby Marks couldn't even make the math work on the show. Like Mm -hmm. literally he's up there. I felt bad for Bobby because the Knicks financially to make that deal work, it was ridiculous. So their name kind of got thrown in that mix and I don't understand how or why. And then you see Shams mentions who the Clippers, but instead of saying the Knicks, he mentions the heat. And so we ask, why would the heat be interested? I guess you could say, from a talent perspective to take on one year of James Harden, there is some reward versus risk to consider there, but there's also another element that I think Miami could, if we're going to go down this road conceptually lean into, and that is the financial flexibility that would be awarded by trading for an expiring uh, James Harden using maybe somebody that's more of a long-term contract. Cause now as Harden is out, after taking less to build around he and Joel Embiid, the Sixers are on the clock with Joel Embiid. So Mm -hmm. they need to compete and they need to be good. So I don't know if the Heat would look at at Harden and say this is an opportunity for us to stay competitive with a really good player who could maybe he can lean into that assist role even more, but maybe eat innings as a scorer throughout the regular season, that kind of stuff. Uh, And then, reap the financial benefits later like let's say you could get off duncan's contract or let's say you could even expand the deal i'm going to go totally nuts with you guys because i do not think this is happening but you could conceivably put kyle tyler and duncan in a deal for tobias harris and james harden's expirings and completely clean your cap sheet and all this apron stuff we won't even be we ain't wearing aprons no aprons but I don't think that that ultimately is going to happen. I think the heater being used for leverage, maybe Dame hears the heat, perks his ears up. I don't think that – I think all indications are it's Clippers for um, – who are we talking about? James Harden, James, yeah, your James favorite. Harden, my favorite. Uh, Alex, I'll, I'll go to you on this then. Um, th- that proposed deal, which would clean the tax situation, does it make the heat a better basketball team? No. I, let him answer. Because I he he he's got that Philly anti Philly bias that you do, but Harden, yeah, you're me a tough spot here. I I, I have the anti Harden bias. I mean, Harden and Harris for what Lowry Robinson and, and Hero. The Hero part is where you know that's the line for me. It's I totally just, hypothetical, by the way. Yeah, I'm just 
so we're yeah. clear. It would be it would it would match very closely just salary wise. I don't know what else a deal like that would look like. Um, you know, man, this is really tough because I don't want to talk good about those guys. But um, Harden and Tobias Harris are good players. I just don't know if putting Tyler in there, Tyler in there as well is the right way to manage that asset. And I know that, you know, it's it's more than just assets. And, you know, we hate asset talk around here, but it, it feels kind of similar to um, what the Warriors and Wizards did with the Chris Paul for Jordan Poole trade, where, you know, you get the older player and, you know, you kind of do it to get off of a contract you gave to a young guy. And I, I think this one would be more of an upgrade thing then, you know, the the Warriors got I think the Warriors just got like a – Chris Paul is still good, but I think Harden is playing at a higher level at this point. Um, we know the flaws. You know, he's not anywhere near what he used to be, but he is still a really good shooter. Doesn't get to the rim – he gets to the rim about half as much, um, you know, when it comes to getting up shots at the rim. I was just looking it up. But the gap between him and Tyler there is not that much anymore. He takes, I think, one more shot at the rim per 75 than Tyler, which isn't nothing, but it's just – not that big. Like he, he used to take a lot more. He does still get to the line more than Tyler, and the the real separator is the the playmaking. Not that Tyler can't pass or anything like that. Harden is elite at that, and I think it's somebody who could eat up minutes and usage dur- during the regular season. And you know, in the playoffs, the hope would be is that you know he's not he's not relied upon to be that guy for you. So it's like he's your third guy and. It doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. You don't have to resign him. My right. entire career. That's the, this is the thing, though. Right about James Harden in the playoffs. <laughs> they cannot do this just for no. my sake. They can't I think they can't this. trade Tyler for Harden at this point. It's funny I that agree. we come right back to this point because you know all the time that you guys spent like trying to undo that fake news narrative that they didn't want to throw in Tyler or whatever. Now, now that's actually very valid. I, I think the contract is the only reason it's even palatable because. But if you trade Tyler like that, uh, that's just, it was your third best player last season, right? Yeah. So if you trade Tyler, that's kind of the investment where like you almost have to pay Harden at that point. And he's going to be on a way bigger contract and it's going to be towards his, um, you know, late 30s. So I just think if there's a way for them to swap their contracts that doesn't include Tyler, maybe there's a world where I could see it. But I just would bet my money that this is not going to happen. I just want I just want that first Jimmy Butler presser after they bring Tobias in where you ask, is it still Tobias Harris over me? Uh, Brady, I okay, I'm biased, so I'm just going to acknowledge that. I do not want to watch James Harden play basketball 82 times and then have to watch him in a potential game seven flailing about uh, shooting. What What is it? I think it's he's almost at like 30% of his playoff games. He shot 25% or less. I, I think I've – He's one of the worst big game players uh, of, of supposed superstars in NBA history. Uh, with that being said, hey, James, welcome to the Heat. Um, but but Brady, like, I, I mean, there are going to be some fans who say, do you do it, right? You clean, the, you clean the tax situation, and you don't have that excuse for anything anymore, and you bring in a guy who led the league in assists last year, and, you know, you didn't really want to – I mean, it, then at that point, it's like, okay, maybe you had some questions about the extra years on Tyler's contract and the numbers and get off Harden after this year. Tobias Harris is still productive. He's also another one who tends to kind of drift in certain games. But, I mean, on paper, a starting lineup that includes Harden, <laughs> Harden, Harris, uh, Butler, Bam, 
isn't awful in the East, right? With Gabe. I'm doing what I can. I'm bending over backwards here. I really am. Yeah, I don't think I'm making the case for that. I just, like Alex said, it's uh, my line would be I'm not giving up Tyler Hero and that type of deal. I know it's cap related and I know there's different gymnastics to try to get to. You're also restricting yourself from the asset talk that we don't want to talk about. Like you're giving up your the asset that's thrown in every single offseason, which by the way has dodged every single bullet that's been thrown at him. Like every single superstar that's been thrown at him, he finds a way to walk his way into media day. Either way, if you can find a way to get James Harden without giving up Tyler Hero, then I'm a little interested. That's where I kind of come down to in terms of the basketball side of things. You mentioned the passing. I think the passing is the biggest thing in terms of we always talk about hero band pick and rolls or people talk about the Harden and Bead pick and rolls. I want to see a Harden band pick and roll because I think his passing could really open up Bam's game in general. Uh, and you mentioned not being a big game player. They have big game players. They need a regular season guy that's not, not going to land them in an eight seed in the Eastern Conference and have to fight through a play-in. Like maybe James Harden's the type of guy that could carry some of the load in the regular season, get them to a certain point, and then let Jimmy Butler and others kind of do their work in the playoffs and he could play a different role. And I'm not mad at, at him going from Doc Rivers to Eric Spolster and Eric Spolster finding ways to utilize him uh, in different type of ways than he's been and not just running pick and roll over and over. He would find different ways. So in that schematic type of way, I'm not mad at it. But in transactional ways, yeah, I'm not giving up. I wouldn't be talking about giving up Tyler Hero in this type of deal. But, hey, if, if you're saying you can do the Kyle Lowry plus sweetener plus this asset, I, I don't see a reason why you wouldn't do it for a year. Bring PJ back while you're at it. What if it's uh, Kyle and Caleb? Whole another conversation. Kyle and Caleb. Oh God, I just don't want to do this. All right, we got to get out. Play. We got to get to playback. I, I gave this 11 minutes, and, and that's. I mean, again, the hosting chore is up for grabs next year if this actually occurs. Thanks to our sponsors, Mark Brown, PA.com. Uh, also, we do want to mention Better Edge. We've got a free agency tournament. Okay, you've got until five o'clock tomorrow to sign up for this. We'll be posting it on Twitter tonight, on Thursday night. And basically, it's 10 questions related to free agency and trades, okay? So you think you know what's going to happen? Tell us. All you got to do is, is put in your phone number. You don't have to do anything else. And uh, the prizes are a box of cigars and a Five Reasons t-shirt or hat, whichever one you want to choose. So go to betteredge.com. Use the code there, 5RSN. 5RSN, you get $20 to play. Or just sign up for our tournament which comes up tomorrow. Thanks again to Mark Brown. Also closure investigative agency. I hope I spy a different solution for the Miami heat than James Harden. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming. And his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.